0: Don't act like you're the same person. You've learned how to touch, to feel.
1: You've connected with people, with us. Boom, 10 seconds I'm first. Suck it, boys. Snooze, you lose.
2: Speaking of snoozing and losing, so my kid decided to show me up in my own goddamn dojo. All right, let's do this. Okay. So little homie just walked up, laid upside down on the couch, and started doing sit-ups upside down.
0: Wait a minute. Wait, wait. <laughs> Sit ups upside wait. Upside down on the couch.
2: Yeah, like yeah, like he was hanging off the couch using his legs to like hold him, and then doing sit ups. Bro, your
1: your son just called you the Pillsbury Doughboy. (laughs)
2: Like in my own goddamn dojo. So,
0: what kind of motivation does this bring you? What's
2: your next Um, step? I can't say it on air. Need to establish dominance. Apparently,
1: <laughs> my man said he's going from being his real dad to his stepdad.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the real shit. The
0: real question is: is the form correct?
2: Ooh. I mean, for a two-year-old, no, nope, yeah. no, nope,
1: no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. That's not the world we live in. Nobody gets an excuse. Is his form good?
2: I wouldn't say it's good, but it works.
1: It works. <laughs> my man got yeah, a no, prison workout. But,
2: but, but the thing, it may
0: work that they always said this the exercise may work and the form may work
2: but they could still break your back well, yeah you got to do it right i mean he's not doing it wrong where he's going to get injured if that's okay. actually
1: to be fair given the fact that he will accept the mantle someday he's kind of par on course for getting his back broken
2: <laughs> that's also true <laughs> that bro i didn't even think about that one yeah you i mean my fate's a little worse in that storyline don't nah, you no you'll be all right Fuck you
1: got a whole other alternate universe you'll be okay God.
2: oh, oh bro I, you're i'm not in that you're one elsewhere.
1: all i hear is bitch 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 <laughs>
0: in, in one mu- i mean to be fair that's kind of on un- 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 un-
1: un- course yeah, but for yeah for I mean, his character yeah you're right you're you're on it
0: <laughs> i mean in one in, in, in one multiverse the father does become bad i mean so
2: yeah, that's what we're talking about, Thomas. Mm-hmm, good old Tomas. And he becomes a gangster fucking Batman. Oh, he's, Probably the primo Batman. He's better than Tim Drake. But Tim Drake's a fucking bitch. Don't get me started. Oh, a start yeah. Up. No, no.
1: They... Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, let's leave it at... They did ruin him. They actually ruined Tim Drake. They
2: fucking destroyed yeah. him.
1: And then they created another Robin to fix it. it took people a while to like that Robin. <laughs> it took people a lot.
2: It takes everybody a while to like any of the Robin. That's true. Robin. It's,
1: it's hard to follow up after Dick.
2: To be fair, Dick Grayson was a fucking ended up being pretty dope. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's why DC's hinging on him to bring in the the new generation of readers.
2: I wouldn't say he's that.
1: dope. No, but they're they're going for it. They're they are making him dope maybe like, early,
2: like
0: maybe like in like 2009 2015 era. He was dope. That I mean, sounds about.
2: They all used to be yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, Red Hood also used to be dope. He sucks now yeah, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. They they wash him up. We know the deal,
1: but you know it's not washed up, boys. My stank. With be like, yeah,
0: the beach, the beach aren't washed up.
1: Ooh. I was gonna say this podcast. It's another exciting episode of you, me, and Laura, boys.
0: Yes, it is. No, it's not. It is well, you started off with that banger of a story. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> you look. You don't. Don't Alfred now. Don't get worried about him putting the costume on now.
2: Oh Alfred, I need an Alfred.
1: Mm. Fuck. Well, given um what Uncle Sam's doing for you, that shouldn't be too hard.
2: <laughs> fair, fair. If it, well, I shouldn't say if when it happens, <laughs> it's it gonna t- take like s- seven months.
1: Oh, uh, oh. So you're you're right now. You're the current run of Batman where he has no money.
2: <laughs> yeah, they'll change it. They'll change it. But the difference between us is, um, he's smart. You know. <laughs> But so. that might be a different
1: conversation. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Kenny Kendall Gomez. We have Batman in training, Brandon Wainer. And then last but not least, the Crown Prince of Crime, Clean Sanchez.
2: Boys, we're finally done with chapter I thought three. Oh, you're going to say Halo. <laughs> no. No, we're holding a goddamn party when we're done That was
0: like a three-episode tangent, wasn't it? Two, three?
2: Yeah, we're like about an episode behind of what I had planned, which isn't too bad considering it's Death Stranding, and it's kind of hard to navigate (laughs) compared, you know, the cinematics to the gameplay. So we're not doing too bad. Yeah, this is going to be the last one of episode three, or chapter three. Very nice. And we finally get some answers, so that's rad. We're gonna, we're gonna solve a few mysteries. Jinkies, valve, unlike Velma. you,
0: you can't you yes. can't see it, but I'm rubbing my hands right now. Like
2: I hear it. Oh, you! I hope it's your hands. Yeah, it's those... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Homie going in dry. It's bad for yeah. you. But all right, boys. We're gonna do Death Stranding. Sources for this is uh, Death Stranding. Who remembers where we left off
1: didn't we uh we just we we left off meeting that one shorty wasn't the
0: chiral
2: the artist trick? yeah it took me a minute i had to run through yeah. every female npc in the game <laughs> in my
0: head <laughs> yeah, he did a to... full he did a full chiral scan
1: <laughs> nah, it's the spongebob moment his mind is like where are they where's the file <laughs>
2: That's why I asked y'all where we left off. I just know as soon as I'm done with that episode, it just fucking flushes. It's gone.
0: Well, that last sequence, it was, it was a lot. The last sequence yeah, that we covered, it was, a lot.
2: was a, lot, a lot. It was a lot, a lot. Uh, Not a lot to talk about, yeah. just
0: like m- emotionally, like it was a lot.
2: Oh, yeah. And they we start their bullshit <laughs> starting next episode where they're going to make a little appearance again. Oh, cameo. Mm-hmm. But first, we got to talk about picking up a delivery, going to a little guy known as the Cosplayer.
1: Yeah, is that the name of your junk?
2: No, I I call him Maximus Aurelius. <laughs> I picture this man after he gets done.
1: Are you not entertained? <laughs> wow, that changes the whole. Is this not what you came for?
2: <laughs>
1: All right, I'm gonna continue. <laughs> um
2: so god damn it, you're going into dick jokes. We're we're never gonna be above dick jokes. <laughs> cool. So we're gonna pick up that order. Uh remember we're supposed to go up to <coughs> Port Knot City to pick up cargo to bring to South Knot City. It's a goofy storm going on it's picking up speed but we're going to detour before we go up there and the reason we're detouring is the cosplayer is worth taking a look at before you go and start leveling up all of your different areas uh, because all you bring them is like some sewing kits it's nothing crazy but once you get there a woman answers the door The woman is like, oh, you know, my partner, he's always talking about you and really wants to meet you and yada, yada, yada. And this is it's kind of important to the story because more and more people are starting to hear about Sam. He's starting to become kind of like a legend. He's he's starting to be called the uh, the great deliverer just because like the dude is a one man army with a baby in a jar crossing America supposedly fixing everything while taking contracts to deliver shit on the way. So rumor's starting to spread about him. She checks all the shit, says it's good. She disappears and a guy comes out wearing an otter hood and it's fucking Conan O'Brien. The boy. Uh, the and pants. I wish I had his hair.
1: Yeah, it's perfectly quaffed.
2: Times. Yeah, that's a perfect word for it.
1: Yeah, do A little Webster. A little Webster dictionary now and then, you know. <laughs>
2: Oh, at least, at least there's another person in this chat who can read.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's let's not get crazy <laughs>
2: now. <laughs> oh man, uh, so I'm gonna spare you the jokes. Oh, uh, but uh, my man's proceeds the one, to the, tell one you, no, the one joke
0: is funny. Uh, the one joke is funny.
2: Okay, I'll let you tell the one joke. Uh because I'll spare the listeners the 15 minutes to stand up from Conan. Oh over. yeah. I love
0: my favorite one. I have weasels in my family, but enough about my brother. Perfect, beautiful, gold.
1: What? What does that mean?
0: He, he In one of the jokes, he says that the otter is a member of the weasel family and that he has weasels in his family, but it's enough about his brother. And that's it. That was the joke.
2: What? No, it's not. It
0: that, That's... Oh, you're yep, right. You're that-
2: right. You're right. Yep. So, yeah, no, I'm immediately already wrong. So, <laughs> the cosplayer is the woman, and then he goes by the wandering MC. He just stays with the cosplayer.
1: I mean, that's easy easy make. You know, he opened the door first, so you assume he was the... Like...
0: But, right. but it would make sense because he's the one wearing the otter
2: suit. Exactly. So, that's where, that's where I got... I got uh, messed up, and isn't hold on a minute? Because now I need to know something.
1: Uh oh, revelation time. He
0: he's he gets he's very excited to meet Sam too. That that's what I think is very interesting, really cool about this scene. He like um, you no, know, for someone who has such a, a large fan base, you see someone who is a fan of someone else. Be interesting interaction to me.
1: Now, while Brandon's looking into that, is it because of um, we? I assume that Conan O'Brien has like a celebrity s personality in this world, but is it kind of because that Sam's low key become the Christ like figure of the world? Because though
2: yeah, we're going back into that, aren't
1: we? Well, yeah, because like technically, you can argue that his trip across the country is essentially what Jesus forty days in the desert in a way.
2: I guess. Very interesting.
1: Just a theory, y'all. A game yeah.
2: theory. So I had to pull it up because, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't say it because I was hella wrong. I was pulling up the uh, the voice actress for his wife. Oh well, damn! I thought it was I thought it was his daughter, but no, it's Sarah Cravens. By his daughter, I mean Conan O'Brien's mm, daughter. Okay, okay.
1: Wait, Coco's daughter does voice acting?
2: No, that. That's oh why okay. I was, I'm glad I looked it up. Yeah, no, not even close. I was wondering, but anyway, <coughs> so it's worth going to go see him because he does give you uh, his first reward is a pouch that you can put on your backpack that holds grenades. So super useful because now you don't have to carry them in your like bag anymore or on your back. You have a specific or on your person yeah, specific storage right. for it hmm so it adds, you know what I mean? It removes some of the issue for you. Um, the next place you're going to go is you're going to deliver some prototypes up to... Or, I'm sorry, you're going to deliver some prototypes to the distro center south of Lake... Yeah, wait, hold on. <coughs> yeah, you're going to deliver some prototypes. Once you deliver those prototypes up to Lake Knot City, uh, you get motor and a pouch. So you get more pouches. Enjoy your fucking pouches. Storage is always helpful for gameplay too, so especially in this game where literally every ounce matters, right? Yeah. So the big thing is everyone's pretty fucking impressed because this motor and these pouches come from the the chiro artist and the junk dealer. So everybody's kinda like, yo, the junk dealer made a whole ass engine just out of random shit laying around. And these pouches are dope. So they test it, and with those, you are now able to make a goddamn truck in the game to help carry all your bullshit from one span of the country to the next.
1: Hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reserve mines for now. (laughs) Now what's up, my man? Out here building Elon Musk trucks.
2: (laughs) See, this it's kind of how they look like. To be honest with you. they look like they look like the cyber truck but instead of being like pointy it's rounded it, what does the car
1: what does this truck run on is it a ford or a chevy
2: well if it's a ford it doesn't so uh, <laughs> no everything's electric
1: liberal agenda electric cars oh no <laughs> it's the,
2: the new world order i'm just saying the electric cars, death stranding, coincidence?
1: I think not.
2: I, I think not.
1: Also, it, it, completely unrelated, uh, that actually kind of leads into Subway making like an electric car charger Oasis around their stores. Because like most most cars charge like 20 minutes, so you're forced to sit there and maybe get a sub. So, the more you know. That's su- super
2: fucking smart.
1: It's going to be over once Wawa does it a game changer
2: (laughs) (laughs) fucking love wawa only good thing to come out of the north
1: (laughs) i'm praying yo if there yo if there's a wawa in the south or in in the world of death stranding i'm gonna be over 300 pounds and i'm okay with it
0: (laughs) that would be that would be great brand marketing
1: oh wawa and death stranding oh man what oh the appeal
2: Listen, you can slap, I'm kind of like Ken Dog, you slap Death Stranding's name on anything and I'll fucking bite. <laughs> kind of like Ken Dog with fucking Warhammer.
1: Not true. Your- <laughs> not true. Because <laughs> I'm not spending come- over 250 for a figure, so. <laughs>
0: come get your, come get your. You death- would if you could. Come Shh. get your black cheese Death Stranding cheeseburger from McDonald's today. Ooh. I'd try it. The black cheese is a real thing, so.
2: It's icky. Doesn't all the cheese from fast food all come from one company like Burger Kings, McDonald's, Dairy Queen? I don't know. Pretty sure it all comes from one company.
1: I I believe it's the condiments because I know at work we got a rival company's condiments in our order instead of our quote unquote condiments. Or it could also be a licensing thing, too, because a lot of companies, depending where you are regionally, you may have to like work with like a McDonald's plant to get your stuff. Cause I know who was it? I was talking to somebody at the supermarket and they were like, Coke does XYZ for this brand down here in the South. And this company does XYZ out here in the West. Like depending where it is regionally, sometimes you got to, you know, sleep with the enemy.
2: So it wasn't fast food places. It's pizza places I'm thinking of. Mm. He supplies 85% of cheese to Pizza Hut, Domino's, Little Caesars, Papa John's, as well as Hot Pockets, Stouffer's, Smart Ones, Pillsbury's, Toaster Strudels, and even some baby formulas, all from one company.
1: Well, yeah, what it came out that there's only three manufacturers for all the baby formula in the U.S.
2: Yeah, um, that was a weird <laughs> development in human history. Yeah,
1: you know what's really funny? The real, real <laughs> funny part. I have yet to hear about more companies. or these three companies being divided even more so that this shit doesn't happen again?
0: And you know what's even funnier is that they don't exist anymore in, in this in this world either.
1: Oh, they're gone. Yeah.
2: Righteous holy fire. But anyway, so you do all this bullshit. Your next mission is you have to make a delivery from Lake Knot to South Knot. Do, do, do. Yep, to South Knot. Now, the best way to do it is to... Use the truck, your new fancy-dancy truck. And the reason you want to do that is because it's a lot of bullshit. Of the bullshit you're carrying, it is building materials, precision instruments, clothing, medicine, um, and medicine packs, as well as food, sperm, and eggs. Yeah. So there you go. <coughs> I just thought that was a laundry list of uh, post-apocalyptic shit.
1: Just a little bit. Not a big list. A tiny list.
2: Not a Yeah, just an itty bitty list. But while you're talking to Die Hard, man, about all this bullshit that you have to bring down there, he brings up that Fragile checked in with him for some reason. Apparently, those two are cool. And she's saying that she currently can't jump. She can't make any jumps. And the reason why is there's some weird shit going on on the beaches. And right now, their theory is it's from all the chiral density increasing. They don't think it's going to affect Sam or the Cuban, but uh, like he puts it, it's not Sam's job, so just keep on keeping on. (laughs) They'll work on it. In other
1: words, not my circus, not my monkeys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Now, while you do all this shit, uh, you go to get all your packages and shit, and what happens is, as soon as that happens, the terminal goes absolutely silent, and it comes out with a can't-process order. Please stand by. So as you're standing by, a dude walks out holding a, you know, one of the packages and he, he apologizes, says, Hey, you know, the system's on the fritz, but one of the packages that's meant for the South Knot delivery wasn't processed right. And it got left out of the system. That particular package is for fragile. What happened was somebody double tagged the, uh, double tagged the package so when the system scanned it, it couldn't tell if it was for fragile or bridges. He apologizes for the holdup and says, uh, "You know, careful. The contents are fragile." And then uh, just walks away.
1: I've seen that happen at FedEx, so I know this is real.
2: Are you saying Hideo went and fucking? just sat around at FedEx for a few days to like really get into the vibe. Man, I'm I'm
1: telling you, once you work at a a distribution site, you see it all, especially during peak. (laughs) Like this is low key. This That's a regular problem. That's okay.
2: (laughs) If it happens regularly, why is it still a problem?
1: Because regular problems never go away. You've had a job before.
0: It's a problem. It's a problem depending who you ask.
1: There we go. <laughs> or there
2: you or go. it's Synergy. It's
1: company Synergy.
2: <laughs> Synergy. Anyway, so you decide on your delivery route. Fragile is currently in the distribution south of uh, Port Knot City. So what you're going to do is, or Late Knot City, what you're going to do is you are going to swing by there real quick, see Fragile, see what the fuck's going on with the beach, continue your delivery. And that's exactly what you do. Now, one thing you're going to notice as soon as you start going is the package as you're leaving is glowing red from the chiral network, meaning it's some sort of unauthorized item that the system is scanning. It doesn't stop you from bringing it anywhere; just goes, yo, we don't know what the fuck that is. What you got there? Mind, mind your own business. (laughs) Head over to the district center now. Because it's Sam, the first thing he's going to do. Lay down, and go night-night. <laughs> Bro,
1: that man takes more naps than a- average Americans.
0: <laughs> he, t- he takes more naps than I do. I take a lot of naps. Home- homie,
2: naps are the shit. Yeah. You take naps. I used to take naps. My kids stopped taking naps. No, I stopped taking naps. Oh, you're at, it's bullshit. Oh, you're at that point. Shit. I fucking hate it. I'm mad as fuck about it.
1: <laughs> Ooh, my man getting the sleepies
2: dog i didn't know how much of a godsend naps were until i started taking naps
1: too rich for my blood
2: (laughs) speaking of taking naps if you're driving go ahead take a nap we'll be right back after these messages (laughs) i'm just kidding don't do that legally that was a joke don't actually do that please all right we'll be right back I've been advised by our legal team um, that I am no longer allowed to do the outros for breaks. <laughs> H HR so. came after you dog.
1: Don't make me tell you twice.
2: The sad thing is it was me. Um, I'm HR and I'm also legal. So it was really <laughs> just three chairs that I had sit on my desk and then I put on a different hat every time I talked.
1: Do you do for your HR? Do you put on like a little mustache? Of course A little I comb do. over?
2: Oh, I can't. I can't do it. Completely. He's got. He's got
0: interchangeable <laughs> name plates too. Hell yeah! With the different titles.
2: Oh boys. All right. So Sam goes night night, and of course, because it's Sam going night night, unlike me, he has a dream. And in his dream, he kind of replays that weird dude who gave him the package. And at the end of uh, at the end of the dream, it's the same dude, but Sam sees him turn around after Sam leaves. Put his fingers to fingers to his lips, like in the hush, and then put a golden mask on his face, which means, as he wakes up and screams, it was Higgs.
1: Yeah, that's blatant. That's Black Air Force Energy, dog.
2: That's that's Black Magic Money Gang.
1: I have no idea what that means
2: you're not hip with the lingo then, but, um, I'm like,
1: well, I'm like, I'm <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd like you using slang anymore, Brandon.
2: <laughs> Put it in. Google it right now. <laughs> Yo,
1: <laughs> bro. I'm about, I'm about to like, my whole credibility is about to go out the window. One more time.
2: <laughs> black magic money gang.
1: Gang that doubled money using black magic. Holy shit. all right i'm shutting up this has been wonderful
2: (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) so um sam screaming up and yelling higgs it just so happened you can hear fragile kind of poof into existence next to him so they're in the same building so she might have just heard him scream or something um because she's not supposed to be able to jump but with it being such a short distance maybe Maybe that's feasible. Yo, she
1: sounds thirsty. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Sam immediately tells her, like, I I saw Higgs, and she's like, "The fuck are you talking about?" And Sam's like, "Yo, the package I just picked up from you." You know that moment when you're having like you're trying to explain something to somebody and they're not grasping what you're saying, oh, yeah. so you get really stern and you do the what I'm telling you is we do this and then this. And he, <laughs> you know that emphasis. Sam starts doing that to Fragile, and he's like. The package I just picked up from you, or for you, the one at Lake Knot. And before Sam can finish, he's like, I wasn't expecting any package. And Sam's like, This dude was he came up, told me the system was down, he was wearing a bridges uniform, and he handed it to me in person. <laughs> Fresh I was like, What the fuck are you talking about? Dude? Like, you sound like a goddamn lunatic. And and Sam's like, Fuck it. The point is. It was Higgs. (laughs) Fragile's like, I I need to see whatever the fuck you're talking about. So she runs out of the room, comes back, carrying this black box. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's kind of funny because they replaced the Fragile logo with like two bone, like two hands made out of bones. I mean, all hands presumably are made out of bones, but you know what I mean? And that's how they replace the logo. So it's another little snippet on there that gave should have gave this away. Fragile, opens it. And inside is a fucking nuke. Decent size too. I mean, I think any nuke is a decent size when you break it down. Hey,
1: 3 3 inches is average, John, okay? The nuke's doing its right. best. Three <laughs> <Now> inches. <laughs> I, I
0: do have. I do have one question that was that I've never been able to figure out. So when she opens up the briefcase, there's like this. It's like a paper or like a passport-looking thing in there. Like what? Yes. What is
2: that? I'm not quite sure what that is. If you want me to be honest, it's with very you. distinct. Um,
0: like because like you, you did say it's got like the two hands, but like what? What is it? Right. Like so it is
2: this. It is fragile. Express's logo. Yeah. 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 Right. And, well, I'm describing it for the viewers, Oh, John. no, 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 no
0: I'm, I know. <laughs> it's
2: the the Eastern way of saying, yeah, nice, I'm listening. Uh-huh. So it's, uh, and then over where the hands hold up the Fragile logo, it is a picture of the world, right? And that world is cut about three quarters on the left side and then taped together. So it looks like a black seam is going down the world in that one area. So I E the Western side of the world is disconnected from the Eastern side. Are you getting the symbolism? Mm. How could you not? How could, how because <laughs> like, you ask? No, well, <laughs> I, well, I,
0: I'm not asking about the symbolism. I'm asking about the actual object that it's printed on.
2: I don't know, man. Cardstock. I mean, it could be there's, there's, Look,
0: like, <laughs> you you always gotta question everything. That's fair.
2: You
0: no, know, maybe not the knife that's next to it, but like at least like like what is the significance? Is if you open it, what does it read? If there is something, but is it card stock? But, I, but so things like that always you know I, I I always want to pick it up myself, but it's always the, the grand mystery when you never do it or you can't.
2: That's the big true true. So what do you want to think um fragile's reaction is To opening this package she wasn't expecting triggered well yeah (laughs) sam just says and that's when sam picks up the detonator blows everything sky high and that's the end of the game and there you have it folks that was death stranding (laughs) i'm just kidding so obviously uh fragile starts having a fucking absolute conniption she's her first words out of her mouth are that son of a bitch can't do it to me again (laughs)
1: Ooh, a, a scorn lover, not again. He <laughs> can't do this to me, <laughs> <laughs> not
2: again. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't call him a son of a bitch. She calls him a bastard. That's on me. <laughs> so the timer has already started, and there is 23 minutes and change on the clock. Looking at this thing, they deduce that they're not technical experts enough to, uh, you know, disarm a nuclear bomb. So their option. Their only option, as put by Fragile, is to get rid of it by taking it to the crater next South Knot. So you remember where we threw all those rusted objects away for the junk dealer? Yeah, Same pit.
1: Isn't that kind Great. of rude? We're going to mess up his junk pit by dropping a thermonuclear bomb in there?
2: Well, let's put it this way. It's, it's a tar pit filled with junk that the junk dealer doesn't want.
1: <laughs> that makes me feel better. Okay.
2: You know what I mean? So like, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking jank. So the tar pit is everybody keeps saying that it's damn near bottomless. Right? So what she wants to do is she literally just wants to throw this fucking thing into the lake. Sam doesn't even say anything. He just closes the lid, suits up. <laughs> so you now have 20 minutes in game to dispose of a bomb by going through mule territory and depending on your route, could be BT territory.
1: Brandon, given your uh, experience transporting packages, what what is mm. what was the most optimum route for you starting, and then versus you now, who's an experienced FedEx driver?
2: So the best route to go is the same route you went. Like head to the junk dealer, and then go from the junk dealer to there. And the reason why is a you know the route. B you only have to go through one set of mule territory and you can easily avoid it if you're on a trike. Um don't do what I did this time because I haven't gone this route before and I wanted to see how it ended up for me and it ended up fucking terrible. I tried taking the uh the gorge down to it and I got stuck in the gorge for like five minutes. <laughs> Typical. It was red. Yep, it was wait, wait, rad. You got, I got I got cocky. Wait, you
0: got stuck with the with the truck, with the van?
2: oh no I got stuck with the bike oh. yeah and by stuck I mean um, I was just stuck in this hole I wasn't like gameplay stuck I mean like I went into the hole and could no longer exit the hole because it's like a gorge you know so like I was traveling the stream going down it and shit making good time and I was like uh oh that's a cliff <laughs> an upward cliff I can't I can't go upward so I had to get off go grab a ladder climb up this cliff it was a whole fucking thing <laughs> I made it, you know, 20 minutes is a long time when you really break it down.
1: That does fit like it, it in game time, it doesn't seem as long, but like doing the act, it feels like forever.
2: It feels like fucking forever. Now let's just say you do manage to do this, right? You throw the thing in there and you get a pretty cool fucking scene of this bomb and this yeah. being sucked into this lake and then it, you actually see the detonation and like the tar f- like fighting it, trying to f- fight like the explosive yeah. force trying to fight out of the tar. Like they don't do that gimmicky shit in sci-fi where it's like a few bubbles come up or some shit. It's like or, an explosive force or a major
0: explosion. Like mm-hmm. you
2: no, know, because well, that f- first
0: going and throw in the nuclear device, you think big bang, you know, and that. You know, there was a big a big bang, but not as not one that would go over the, uh, that blanket of water, as you would. yeah.
2: So yeah, I like the way they did that. It was it was pretty fucking cool, and it wasn't gimmicky. Um, it was the first time in the game that I felt rushed. You know what I mean? Like, mm. oh, I got I got places to go. I can't lollygag, listen to fucking music, and do shit. Did
0: you have a sense of where like? were your hands sweaty did you have because anxiety gamer anxiety rise
2: the fourth time doing it no but the first i think the first two times like i was like oh <laughs> like i got places to be no night no time didn't even scout a route just fucking just hit it just got on the bike and went so after that cut scene the next cut scene fragile shows up Fragile's like oh you did it you saved the city Yay. Good job, Patrick. (laughs) We saved the city. Good job, Patrick. (laughs) Um, You know, and she thanks you for that and then says that, you know, it's a lot more than she ever did. Sam's like, you know, there's probably no way of saving Middle Knot. South Knot's still here because of me. And you, I guess. (laughs) I (laughs) guess you contributed. Hashtag
1: humble brag. (laughs)
2: Here's here's your trophy. Um... well, apparently we uh, we finally hit all the uh, character development marks because Fragile sits down and she's about to tell us what the fuck is going on. And boys, let me tell you, this is some fucked up shit coming our way.
0: Ooh, with the camera zoom and everything. Pretty much,
2: yep, pretty much everything from here out in Death Stranding is fucked. <laughs> it's all bad. <sighs> okay, so to begin, Fragile explains that by the time... She realized all like Higgs was the dude behind all this weird shit. Um, The nuke was already at the city gates. Mm. So we start the scene with fragile wearing nothing but panties and a uh, fucking halter top underneath an overpass. Right. And she's on her knees and she's got two guns pointed at her.
1: Oh, this this. Wow. This is not the. The couple folders, I thought this wake up call was going to be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so she says that she followed the delivery truck and managed to, you know, get everything. But Higgs knew that she was going to, you know, stop, <laughs> stop all of this from happening. So he caught her because he knew he was going to catch her because he knew she was going to do this shit and basically caught her red handed and uh, still carrying the way she puts it is he caught me red handed outside the gates. Nuke still cradled in my arms like a child, which what a fucking sentence. Yeah. I don't think that sentence has ever been written before. <laughs> no, it's
0: interesting because it's, it, it's very, it, it's deep, you know, cause you want to be careful with a nuke. Like you would a baby. It's, it's so, it's a very interesting
2: sentence. Mm-hmm. So he tells her, or she tells Sam, that uh, as punishment, he strips her down to nothing, and then he makes it rain. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, I'm Sorry. I'm- that, I know. Yeah.
2: That. Yeah. Club.
1: <laughs> That's not the right image that popped in my head, and I, I know I'm going to hell for it. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> uh, w- once I said it, I was like, here we go. This is, this is, <laughs> this is not the scene for that. <laughs> Um. then everybody proceeded to get tipsy. Everybody in. The- <laughs> so insert Higgs. So now to it's time fall. It's pouring down. And Higgs has a proposition for fragile. And he asks, do you want to live out your days as damaged goods? Or would you rather take damage for the goods? Again, no, Ken dog, no Laffy. Are you
1: good? That just sounded like something a drug dealer would tell somebody after he catches them stealing from him.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that sentence has been written before.
1: Thank you, Natasha Bedingfield.
2: (laughs) Um, So he tells her, like, hey, you know, if you want to save yourself, all you got to do is jump. But if she wants to, you know, see her altruistic streak through, then she'll have to carry his nuke to the bottomless pit and toss it in with that, you know, you'll be the city savior, um, but you kind of got to walk through timefall naked in order to do it. So essentially she's trading a lot of her time for just a little bit of the city's time to him. It seems like a fair exchange. What do you boys think?
1: That's real deep. That's way too deep knowing like damn well, like let's be real. None of these cities are technically going to make it. So, Real yeah. History. So that's Out of your
0: time for a little <laughs> bit of the
2: cities.
1: That's wild, man. And because yeah, and a la Justin Timberlake. Time is the most important thing we have.
2: I got to rewatch that. Such
1: movie. a good movie.
2: It. Is. I don't think I fully appreciated it. Like, I, it wasn't a bad movie from what I remember, but I don't think it did it for. We me. all
1: went in watching it as an action movie and not a movie that kind of makes you question your morality and. How, like, that little thing is is more of a, what's the word? I feel like it's commentary on just work life, how we trade X amount of time for currency. And if we don't trade in that time for currency, then it's downhill, baby.
2: Yep. It's kind of like I did the same thing with Looper. Mm. I went into Looper thinking it was going to be an action movie. Same here. And it was not. I just rewatched Looper. I definitely recommend rewatching Looper. That was so one.
1: Also, real quick, I do want to backtrack towards something about the uh the tar pit. Uh Brandon, I don't expect you to, to get this movie reference, but I do expect John. I wonder if that was a a, a quick nod to the last action hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. And for anybody who knows the movie, you know what scene I'm talking about. Brandon I just I
0: just I just watched that like maybe Three months ago too.
1: Oh man. It's, okay. it's,
0: it's it's it's
1: that's a classic. Wait, have you ever seen The Last Action Hero, Brandon?
2: Uh I actually I don't think I have.
1: Kid goes oh. to see an action movie, the the ticket stub is magical, and then he gets sucked into like the, the world. Nope.
2: Nope, I have not oh, seen that. Man. what's it called? Last, Last action,
0: action hero.
1: Called mm-hmm. classic, it's a wonderful movie.
0: Oh god! It, it the concept is so good,
1: mm, it's original. It is super it, original.
0: It was a meta blockbuster. That's what it was.
2: I have to watch that. No other cult classic. I just finished watching the trilogy of. They're getting another one. We get a Riddick four, baby. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. We, we we just we fucking deserve one, boys. Pitch Black was so fucking
0: good. The only the only thing like I mean, it, typecast, you know. Well, if he's casting himself, it's not really typecast, but you know what I mean. Like, he has roles that are good for him and fucking full send, baby.
2: Well, I mean, Pitch Black was before he was like, Super no, Phoenix, yeah, yeah, it? yeah, that was 2000 mm-hmm. when he came out. When did Vin Diesel start acting?
1: Oh, dude, he was in, um, like his, his early acting gigs was for like breakdancing tutorial videos.
0: Uh, He got his first film role in Awakenings in 1990.
2: Yeah, because he didn't hit Fast and Furious was the next year. Triple Triple X was the year after that.
1: Triple X was the year after that. I forget he
2: was in Saving Private Ryan.
1: He was, yeah, yo, he was. He was a young man.
2: No, And the Iron Giant. He did
1: The Voice. Mm Mm-hmm. He did The Voice. Oh, real quick. uh, Breaking news for anybody who's interested in... um, The new Suicide Squad game. I hope you're excited to play Crackdown (laughs) 2. Damn it. Yay. We'll get into that. Yeah. (laughs) I just saw the gameplay clip. I'm like, ooh, I've played this game before.
2: (laughs) This looks way too familiar for comfort. Okay, so going back to Fragile. We got on a tight end. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. whoopsie. Um, (laughs) So... Homeboy takes off his gas mask. Yeah. Teleports to fragile. And proceeds to tell her that he doesn't care much for his face, but he can tell that, you know, she's proud of her face. You see where I'm going with this?
1: Given my mind, uh, I've gone so many different ways and I'm ashamed of it. So
2: (laughs) yeah, fair, fair. Um, So, he then like mocks her and mocks her dad a little bit. I'll spare the the lines because they're uh, they're creepy as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they're just so goddamn creepy. Um, especially because following these creepy lines, he grabs her by the back of the head and then licks her face. Oh, which is just like the creepiest thing for a villain to do.
1: Boy, do I have an MVP list. He should be a part of.
2: <laughs> and remember, this is Troy Baker. <laughs>
1: He's a saint. I don't know who this Higgs guy is, but Troy Baker is a saint.
2: Um, so he tells her that, you know, he's not going to mess up her face because he wants her face to be a testament and then covers her face up with a gas mask. Her only question is, like, you know, why the fuck did you betray me? And he says something interesting. And that's he found someone who completes him, someone that doesn't need him to wear a mask. So, implications, implications, implications.
1: That, what do you mean? There is no implication. This is what happens when one of the homies gets a girlfriend and they start flipping on you. You. Yeah. Duh.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he says, you know, even if you save South Knot, you'll always be the not, uh, you know, it's too late. You know, even if you save South Knot, you, you already, everybody is going to blame you. For the Knot. So you know, your face is fucked because it's always going to be marked as the face of a terrorist. And then starts mocking her about it. Like they're never going to stop mocking you for it or hunting you for it. (laughs) And then says it's, it's really clever and fucked at the same time. And he goes, well, they can slap a sticker on you, but you're still going to break in transit.
1: Cause she's fragile. Hot damn.
0: One of the best, one of the best lines that were written in the game, too, by the way.
2: So fucking wrong. You ask her, you know, what's it going to be? And she says, I'll take the damage and the goods. I don't break that easy. Damn. In the words of. hig says, you know, good luck.
0: While his boy holds the umbrella for him.
1: Mm hmm. That's pimp, though. I've just, that's when you've made it in life, when somebody holds an umbrella for you.
2: Mhm. Squad goals, yep. gang, gang. Um, fragile kind of has a breaking point because she then starts repeating those lines over and over again. <laughs> Higgs breaks her umbrella, chucks it out, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know waves bye bye, looks like the little kid bye bye wave <laughs> as they push her out into the timefall.
1: Man, I can't imagine how agonizing that must have felt. Uh, she then says.
2: Because I'm fragile, but I'm not that fragile. And she takes off in the rain. And you get this slow-mo cinematic of Fragile running through the rain with the rain hitting her skin and aging it into old people's skin.
1: Mm, Mothballs.
2: Dog. It is such a rough scene to watch. Like, because... Like, obviously, she biffs it (laughs) because, of course, she does. So she falls, drops the nuke, rain pouring on her, skin fucked, pulls up the nuke, and keeps going. It's just such a raw fucking scene of this this movie, (laughs) of this game. Cinematic gaming experience. So, yeah, it's a movie. (laughs) Yeah, dude, this is an 11-hour movie disguised as a video game. Like... Um, uh, so concluding the story, Sam's like, well, you know, there it is. You are a hero. You did the right thing. <laughs> and, uh, apparently fragile is not so sure because Sam <laughs> goes to give her back, you know, the bracelet that she gave him earlier. And as he goes to give it to her and says, you know, this belongs to you. She stands up and she's like, I'm no goddamn hero because that choice that she's made every day since she's regretted it.
1: Well, oh, yeah, I got old people's skin. I'd be pissed off, too. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> All she had to do, t- and she goes on to say, like, you know, I could have saved myself. All I had to do was fucking jump. Wasn't that big a deal. And Sim's like, oh, but instead you saved a city. And more than that, you gave people hope. <laughs> That's uh, disgusting. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's like, oh, now there's only one person for me to save, and I'm going to make Higgs regret he ever crossed me. Sam's like, by by killing him? <laughs> you gonna kill this dude? And Fragile's like, no, I can't. He's way more powerful than he was even back then. But I know a guy. <laughs> Sam could take him.
1: <laughs> Which Wait, she just volunteers my man to, to go murder face? Voluntold. Yes. Voluntold, excuse me, yeah. yeah. Well-
2: not go murder phase because she then tells him she has the audacity to then ask Sam to promise her that he's going to yep yep bring Higgs too fragile alive. I'm sorry, what? Be-
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Because there's something that she wants to ask. There's him so
0: before. many scenarios in my head that that go about like how he would do this, and I don't think he's going to be trafficking him like he's been doing with his mom and the chiral artist, you know? <laughs> yeah. This dude
2: this is probably the most powerful individual um on the face of the planet. But sure. Uh I'll I'll put on my big boy male yeah. pants. <laughs> man. <laughs> Go take care of it. I guess. Dog,
1: I'll be like, bitch, this man summons Digimon. You out your mind.
2: <laughs> out your goddamn mind. Have you seen- um oh man. Uh seems like um I didn't think you'd be capable of torture, and Fragile's like, eh, I am. I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know why you betrayed me. Uh with that, a crypto biote just randomly floats by. Fragile grabs it opposite to Sam, as per the usual. And uh believe it or not, Sam actually takes it from her. And he, he goes chompy chomp. Oh, he's
1: totally DTF. <laughs> he's totally DTF now.
0: No reaction either.
2: It's uh it sounds crunchier than I would imagine. Is it's a weird, it's a weird, it's weird. It's weird. The whole thing's just weird. And then, you know, Fragile's like, hey, by the way, don't forget, you still gotta carry all that sperm and eggs to <laughs> fucking south <laughs> city.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, that is the worst all-star breakfast oh, ever. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> There's just so much going on. It's just <laughs> but no oh, but man. notice how it's all
0: like kind of calm. Like the, the the bomb is gone. Conversation was just had. Um you know, the, things are kind of calm at the moment.
2: Calm ish.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think there's like a sense of relief after the after the bomb being thrown and having that conversation with fragile. Um always gotta have your guard up in the post in the current apocalyptic world, but you know.
2: Hey, you caught yourself that time. Yeah,
0: I did. I'm proud of you. Good job, man. I've been writing a lot of stuff. It's such a great scenario. I, I I just I I love I love that perspective of it that it's happening at mm-hmm. the moment.
2: Yeah, it's it's unique. It's not overplayed because post apocalyptic is kind of getting it's played out. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah you know it's like when zombies and vampires and now you know.
0: now it's retrofuturism.
2: Yeah, retrofuturism, post-apocalypse yep. is the is the now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you go deliver all this bullshit. You go deliver all these this oxytocin and the sperm, these eggs, and uh, you go down there. Nothing really happens on your way down there, which fair because you kind of had a uh, a lot going on <laughs> so far. Uh, you connect them to the chiral network, right? And I will say, this place did spook me a little bit. Because when you walk into it, it was the first, like, city that I walked into where, like, all the lights were off. Like, there was no chatter anywhere. It was like a dead, it was like a dead town Ooh. until you, like, turned on the Carl network. It was kind of creepy walking into it. I was like, oh, I'm about to get fucked. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know by who. Something's going to jump out and fucking get me because that's just the way Death Stranding is. You never know what the fuck's going to happen. But no, you're good. But yeah, you connect those fuckers and uh, the dude who runs it, he, he goes off on about like, you know, you know, you connected us, Um, but he does say something about kind of going back to the hope ordeal, which I hate that thing. I hate the power of hope as a motivating factor in movies and media. Um, I also feel it's overplayed and it usually is over like overwritten, if that makes sense. Um, but he goes on to say, like, you know, ever since Middle Knot got taken out, uh, pretty much everybody in the city thought that, like, it'd just be a constant state of violence. And that, like, literally any day, which it's kind of funny, he says any day. now we thought we were going to, like, just all perish any day. And in my head, I'm like, you almost did today. Actually, <laughs> fun little fact. Surprise.
0: <laughs> we get a little closer and closer to death each time, baby. <laughs>
2: And uh, he's like, you know, but we're still here, you know, by the grace. And he doesn't believe in miracles or luck. He believes in people. And it's people that saved him. So now he sees it as his turn to kind of start picking up the people, picking up the pieces and start, you know. Doing shit. So maybe there is something to that whole hope thing, because it did kind of it's almost like a virus. You know, once you give it to somebody, they'll give it to somebody else. And it spreads,
1: bro. I think you because he, no, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, and then you know, he kind of is like, Yo, I gotta go, I gotta start, you know, handing out this medicine and shit. So, like, there's a, a viewable instance of that happening, and I thought that was interesting because it's kind of a nuanced ordeal, and that's where most media gets it wrong. Is it's like, Oh, she has hope, they she just inspired a million things from being hopeful, and it's like, Eh, it's. That's not really how it works. It's it's more nuanced. You know, like you just made this dude's day from shitty to okay, and he wants to bring everybody else from shitty to okay. So I thought it was well done. It wasn't overdone. What were you going to say?
1: Oh, uh, I was going to say two things. Number one being, um, it's funny how you were like, nothing's really happened in the game, traveling, and then you go and do that. In a weird way, it kind of allows you as a character, as a player, to kind of like, take a moment and think about everything that's happening in real time and kind of like fall into the weight of it and then the other thing
2: Death is a weighty game
0: it's
1: a weighty game I like that
0: no pun, no pun intended literally
1: <laughs> uh,
2: and then you think he did that shit on purpose he made it a heavy game emotionally because you're carrying heavy shit oh damn I mean he, he makes he is, made this game off is of the life cargo experience didn't he <laughs> I fucking don't well, know, that, but is the cargo not a representation of life, of our own trials and tribulations? That is this a modern day Atlas?
0: Can I can I just add and piggyback off to that actually? Because I've actually been reading about how his development into the story of Death Stranding was, and how he would like he would take these hikes in in I can't remember which mountains, um, but he he stood in these mountains and that a lot of the inspiration of like the background and the look of the game. Came- Iceland, it was in Iceland um, was w- oh, the Brian boar mountain. Yes. Uh, w- I made that up. <laughs> oh, that's great. You got me. <laughs> Brian and um, yeah, it, it was, a, it was a mountain range in Iceland. And he was talking about how that, to, like that surrounding kind of set the scene for him. So I, it, whatever trials and tribulations he was going through, climbing that mountain. It, it, Not too far off than what you're saying here. He probably did put that emotion into that. That's probably what it does mean if you look into the deeper,
2: finer things about it. I guess only one man knows.
0: You're going to have to
2: ask him. You're going to. One day. One day. But we're going to start rolling up. Start setting the scene. So you deliver all this bullshit. You deliver your, uh, your morning order of sperm and eggs. And... Die Hard Man comes up. By the way, that was my second ex-wife's breakfast of choice. But <laughs> Die Hard Man comes up. It says. Yeah,
1: you get a chuckle. You get a ha ha.
2: <laughs> I get a hee hee.
1: Don't push your luck.
2: Um, <laughs> die Hard Man comes on. And he's like, yada, yada, yada. Fucking thanks, homie. You know, keep at it. Usual Die Hard Man stuff. Amelie then comes on the mic for the first time in fucking forever. And she thanks him. For saving South Knot City and then bringing people closer together. You know, reminds us that we're halfway there and we're halfway to being whole. But there is something she needs to tell him. And that's when the power goes out. Because, of course, Die Hard Man comes up, tells you the obvious that the connection just dropped. Um, but they've been rooting all of her calls through the old system. And they think there's a problem with the lines. He's going to go and look into it. And the only thing they can do is hope that's something not serious. Then mama shows up because it's a goddamn party call today. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and she comes on the mic and she's like, there is a storm right in your vicinity, like right the fuck on top of you. I can't tell you how bad it is because it's literally going above where the meters are for me to read it. Um, (laughs) but it would explain why the service suddenly went out. So diehard men's like, you know, Hey, whatever's causing it could pose a threat to, you know, the city. So just go poke your head out and see what the fuck's going on. Mother. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's that time again. It's, uh, it's time for the fuckery because as soon as you walk outside, there is a fucking shit blizzard boys. It is blowing. And as soon as you walk in, walk out bb starts fucking freaking yep. the fuck out boys freaking the fuck out the Odre deck is pissed everything is wrong there's a goddamn tornado oh, in the Jesus background it's throwing whales everywhere <laughs> does
1: fucking delaney run out and like sam the shit winds the shit winds are blowing
2: <laughs> Talk. um like truck doors are being pulled off just everything is wrong Uh, It's actually insane. BB panics to the point it shuts off. Like it it pulls up. It's like shaders to like hide inside of its, if it's thing, the Odra deck doesn't know which way to point. So it's just pointing everywhere. And there's three stages to the Odra deck. We talked about this earlier, but there's the nothing going on stage where it's just blue hanging out, looking around. There's the spinny stage where it's like, Hey, I think I see something. And then there's the panic stage where it stops spinning and is just completely flat. And bright orange and beeping at you loud as fuck to get you out of there. And that's the panic mode. And that thing is stuck on panic and, mode. And I'm,
0: assume, I'm, I'm going to assume <laughs> this is the first time you see it on panic mode.
2: Uh, no, the first, yeah. Yeah, the first time you see it, you're in panic mode. Because that's when you see it in uh the, when you burn your mom's body. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Spinning mode is like danger. I think the terms yeah. for it are like scanning, danger, and emergency. are the way they put it. Well, now we get this cool fucking cutscene, and what it is, we start in like a World War uh, oh, One era trench yes. filled with tar, and these four soldiers, World War One era soldiers, that are just skeletons but still wearing the uniforms and the fucking backpack, and they have a uh, you know the, the shotguns, uh, they have the fucking bolt action rifle. Uh, they're like coming towards the camera and l- coming out of their backs, each one of them has a cord coming out of their back and all the cords link up to a dude in the back who's getting pulled out of the tar. A naked dude and the cords are connected to where his umbilical cord would be. So his belly button. <laughs> the dude is completely naked except for his dog tags. He falls down they kind of circle him and pull security around him when all the cords get cut loose. This kind of like shocks him awake almost. And he is so fucking creepy, but he's like pulls himself covered in tar, pulls himself out of it, dog tangs dangling from his neck, throws tar up, <laughs> looks up, and it's Mads Mickelson.
1: For people who don't know his real name, uh, TV Hannibal.
2: (laughs) Yeah, TV Hannibal. Also, um, you'll immediately recognize him as the dude who's been in all the BB scenes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Very interesting. He then motions for them to go forward. They leave. He comes to his feet and he's got like this glowing orange cross on his belly button. He starts crying uh, tar. And his name comes up as Combat Veteran, as played by Mads Mickelson. And that brings us into episode four, Unger. And that's where we're going to leave this one off, boys. Unger.
1: Yeah, I'd be hungry too, shit.
2: Unger, I'm, not not I'm, just, being Unger. Smart, I'm just being a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> punch you right in the pee-pee. <laughs> pee-pee punch the fuck low, out man.
1: of you. Whoa, that, man. That's a low blow. I don't know any honorable fighters that would do that.
0: But yeah, what'd you boys think? Um, stor- Story-wise, and the conversations between the characters are very are very deep. Lots of revelations. You get in, you're like you you're getting into the skin now. You you know you you're going you're past the crust now. You know what? I mean? It's it's getting really. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. We're starting to get into the thicker.
0: Yeah, room. you could feel yeah. it. You could feel like the 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 music is getting more tense. Uh, the characters are starting to be a little more what's the word I'm looking for uh they're not flushed out they're stoic they're very stoic you know they're, they're not really showing any emotion they kind of you know they they it's almost like they know something is about to happen but they they don't know how to pinpoint it or or something along those lines is something bad's about to happen well bad things are happening anyway aren't they but
2: yeah but but bad for Sam. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> Worse for that guy. But yeah, boys. Um, this is where shit starts picking up. So n- next week is Halo. The week after we come back to it, uh, we'll be able to cover all of Unger in an episode and part of uh, episode five. Mama, Unger is not very long. Um is going to be fun to so, cover, yeah. too. Oh, it's it's yeah. going to be so much fun. I, I fucking I love I love it. Um, it's probably one of my favorite parts actually, because when you start getting introduced, we get more answers on the beach because now we got answers on fragile and all that nonsense. We're about to get some answers on the beach in this upcoming episode. What the hell it is, um, what happens in war and how that affects the beach. We're about to get so many answers. We're going to find out more about BB. Um, yeah, a lot of shit is like the stage is finally set. Is what I'm saying. Now we're going to start going through the actual play. You hear that? The, I'm kind of excited the, for the it. The curtain has been pulled, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, be sure. Um, again, if you haven't joined our Discord, we'll have a link down there. Uh, we still are. We are probably going to have, you know, no donations, no ads, all that kind of thing for a while, for a while longer. Um, so the only thing we ask is instead just tell somebody who you think loves lore or loves comedy to give us a listen. We are still in the top 20% for the most shared podcast on Spotify. So keep that up. Um, It really helps us out. Most importantly, the thing that you could do to help us out the most is send us an email at youmeanlore at com or visit our website and leave a voicemail and give us some feedback. Uh, the reason we're, you know, not doing it for money uh, is because we want to focus on kind of honing this podcast and making it good, making it something that the listeners enjoy. So f- send us our f- send us your feedback, or else, you know, we're doing it for nothing. <laughs> um, you can also, if you have any questions, you can also leave a voicemail on the website. And you can be anonymous or you can leave your name. Doesn't matter. And we can actually play those on the podcast. Um, so if you have any questions, we'll be more than willing to answer them. Either about us, the podcast, or Halo, Death Stranding, Hell, Technomancer, um, whatever questions you got, clarity, something you don't understand, because uh, I know <laughs> so we get off in the weeds sometimes. <laughs> so if there's anything we can do to help you know, better the understanding of what's going on with the scenario... Let us know, and we would love to, and you'd also be on an episode, so there's that. Yeah. Do you boys got anything?
1: Uh, I do have one thing. Uh, that scene you were talking about with the rain and the running and the nuke. Yes. If you're a real man and you want to take it up a notch, you'll play Millie Vanilli's Blame It on the Rain as it's happening.
2: <laughs> Perfect.
1: That's, that's all I had. Love y'all.
2: Alright, with that, we'll see y'all next week. Later, y'all. Have a good night.
1: I bye-bye. Peace.